I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight, we hear the story of John Henry Hobart. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear these words of absolution. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 33 on page 307 of the prayer book. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. It is fitting for the just to be thankful. Praise the Lord with a harp. Sing praises unto him with the ten-stringed lute. Sing unto him a new song. Make skillful melody and cry aloud with joy. For the word of the Lord is true, and all his works are faithful. He loves righteousness and true judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as in a heap, and lays up the deep as in a treasure house. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Stand in awe of him, all you that dwell in the world. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to naught. He makes the devices of the peoples to be of no effect, and casts out the counsels of princes. The counsel of the Lord shall endure forever, and the thought of his heart from generation to generation. 
Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and blessed are the people he has chosen for himself to be his inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven and beholds all the children of men. From the habitation of his dwelling he considers all those who dwell on the earth. He fashions all the hearts of them and understands all their works. There is no king who can be saved by a mighty host, neither is there a mighty man delivered by great strength. A horse is considered a vain hope to save a man, neither shall it deliver anyone by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon those who fear him, and upon those who put their trust in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to feed them in the time of famine. Our soul has patiently waited for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. Our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have hoped in his holy name. Let your merciful kindness, O Lord, be upon us, as we have put our trust in you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tonight I want to tell you a story about John Henry Hobart. He was born to a ship's captain in Philadelphia on September 14th, 1775. He studied at the University of Pennsylvania and Princeton University. And William White, who was the first Episcopal Bishop of Pennsylvania, was a lifelong mentor and advisor to John. He ordained John a deacon in 1798 and a priest in 1801. And John ministered at a critical moment for Anglicanism, just following the Revolutionary War. See, the public was deeply suspicious of all things English, of course, especially the established state religion of the Church of England. It also flew in the face of religious liberty, which was enshrined in the First Amendment, asking the question, is there room for a remnant of an English state church in America, the New Republic? In 1800, he became the assistant minister at Trinity Church in New York City. And from this very prominent post, he began to dream and to work for a vision for what the Protestant Episcopal Church could look like as a distinctive and needed voice within the United States. You see, in contrast to the very popular revivalist Protestants, John Henry Hobart was convinced that America needed a church of order and apostolic succession. And he felt that the Anglican Church, the Protestant Episcopal Church, could offer that. He founded the Bible and Common Prayer Book Society of New York and began building tracts and manuals that could be handed out to instruct people on the value of a church of order and apostolic succession. In 1811, he was made the assistant bishop of New York, and in 1816, he was made both diocesan bishop of New York and rector of Trinity Church. His episcopacy was characterized, as people said, by his staunch faith, his consuming energy, his personal integrity, and his missionary zeal. You see, when you look at his ministry, you see fruit. Because when he first became bishop in New York, there were 26 clergy, and Bishop John ordained 107. He recruited and sent dozens of missionaries to the western frontier to plant churches. And by his death in 1830, 
Bishop John had planted a church in nearly every major town in New York State, growing the diocese from 50 parishes to almost 170. He established General Theological Seminary in New York City and Geneva College, New York, which later was renamed Hobart College in his honor. And some say his use of tracts that he produced during his time as a high churchman to share his ideas influenced the Oxford movement in the 1840s in England, who as well began to use that same methodology to put forward their ideas. Think of it, tracts are like an 1800s version of Twitter, a quick way to get ideas out into the hands of the public. Early on Sunday morning, September 12, 1830, John Henry Hobart died at the age of 55. His funeral was attended by nearly 3,000, including the governor of New York State and the mayor of New York City. He's buried under the chancel of Trinity Church in New York. In his most famous tract, An Apology for Apostolic Order and Its Advocates, Hobart shared his personal motto. He said, My banner is evangelical truth and apostolic order. And what's interesting when I think of John Hobart in the context of being buried at Trinity Church where he served, he's a picture for me of the call in our lives to love the people of the cities that we minister, to love the cities where God plants us and to pray and work for their flourishing. This is the story of John Henry Hobart the story of an ordinary saint that God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let's confess what we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, 
Lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Colic for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A collect for aid against perils. Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude this evening with prayer number 44 on page 659 of the prayer book, a prayer for times of social conflict or distress. When we reflect on the life of John Henry Hobart and all that was going on within the new republic of his day, that we need to be a people of prayer, coming to the Lord on our knees for our nation, for our world, and seeking to be a reformed, transformed people who live differently as lights in such a difficult world. Increase, O God, the spirit of neighborliness among us, that in peril we may uphold one another, in suffering tend to one another, and in homelessness, loneliness, or exile befriend one another. Grant us brave and enduring hearts that we may strengthen one another until the disciplines and testing of these days are ended and you again give peace in our time. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.